Welcome to the She Knows Podcast. I'm your host, life and personal development coach, Luisa Kadieche. This podcast is about celebrating the modern day woman as she takes us through her life journey and the lessons she's learned in her areas of expertise. The heart behind She Knows does not reflect a woman who knows it all, but instead represents the woman who knows failure, she knows disappointment, she knows hardship, yet she still chooses to rise and to take her space in society. This podcast will leave you feeling inspired and empowered to live out your purpose and to embrace the essence of who you really are. What's happening, everybody? Another week, another podcast. Your girl Louisa here. And today we're talking about all things finances. So get your notebooks and pens out and get ready to be empowered in the best way by our lovely guest. She is authentic, she is real, and she has really invested her time and efforts into educating and equipping individuals to make sense out of their finances. So let's get right into today's episode. Today's guest is financial enthusiast and content creator Miranda Lamini. In today's episode, she talks us through her personal financial journey and how she took ownership of her finances. Miranda teaches on her four financial pillars and gives insights on how one can start making better financial decisions. We also discuss the importance of knowing your identity and surrounding yourself with the right people. And I would really like for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself Um, outside of what you do. Just kind of like tell us who you are, where you're from, what you're about, and yeah. also like what kind of led to to this moment, to you doing what you do. Just like the backstory of everything. So I'm Miranda Lamini, the eldest of seven siblings, I think it is. Um, so I have four parents and I just grew up from in a home where I learned responsibility very young. My mom worked away from home for long periods of time. So I had to take the mom role, even though we did have someone looking after us at home. Um, I would look after my siblings, help them with homework and all of that until I went to boarding school. Um, yeah, and just growing up, I've just always been someone who's very driven, ambitious. Um, I've had very strong women around me. I'm growing up mostly my mom and my grand. So I always knew that that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be someone who can make things happen for themselves. So I did really well at school. And um, even though in my teenage years, I struggled a lot with self-confidence and low self-esteem, it kind of brought me to a stage where in my varsity years, um, end of varsity, I started a, a blog. Um, where I was sharing about my journey of becoming, you know, the woman that I am today and just sharing with students. Um, mostly it was a fashion related blog, but it ended up being more spiritual, me sharing my low self-esteem years, how I overcame it, how I grew into my own self-confidence. And that's just how I learned how to put myself out there um, mm. and be vulnerable and just share with people my story. So I'm, I'm a storyteller, I would like to say as well, because mm. I believe people connect a lot with your story besides what you do, wherever you are, even if you 
you're in corporate, in your workspace, um, in your business, in your friendships, in your relationships, you know, you are a story. Your life has a story yeah. behind it. And that's how people connect with you. Um, and yeah, and it just started like that. I've always been someone who's an extrovert as well. So I love connecting with people. I love chatting with people. I'm the type of person who, when you meet for the first time, you know, I'll ask you, what do you do? What makes you excited? What makes you happy? What makes you tick? I like to really get to know how people think. Yeah. And that's just another way that I am able to connect with those people. So yeah, and throughout that, I obviously went into the working world as a new graduate and was very overwhelmed with, um, the working, balancing working life and and studying because I was a student as well. Um, and obviously at the time I was getting more consistent income because it's a full-time job and just having the mm -hmm. responsibility of managing that those finances uh, did make quite a lot of mistakes. And about two years ago, I was like, this is enough. I'm an accounting student. I'm, I'm very mm -hmm. good with numbers. I'm able to handle other people's money when I work with clients at, at work and stuff, but why can't I handle my own finances? And that mm -hmm. led to me looking for solutions and when i was looking for solutions i was finding lots of um us-based content and i couldn't really relate with the terminologies mm. they used or the products that they used and i thought you know what i'm a storyteller let me just share my journey and i launched my youtube channel um last year march and yeah and i've just been sharing my journey on on growing personal finance um journey as well and as just i think an outlet so that someone who is in my shoes can find me, you know, and, and can yeah. relate to my story one way or the other. Because, I mean, when you are going through a journey, it's really good to, to connect or find inspiration or find people that you can be like, oh, I can relate to this person. I've been here um, or I'm currently here. How did they get from here to where they are now? So that's basically my, who I am and what I'm about. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my word. I love, I can hear that you're a very passionate person. Yes. Um, you mentioned you being an extrovert. I'm an introvert. So, okay. you know, I'm always like, sometimes I get a little bit overwhelmed, but like, it's so easy to pick up extroverts because they are also passionate. They do love yeah. asking questions. And yes. even from our conversation earlier today, I, <laughs> I could definitely pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I love breaking people out of their shell and sometimes mm. I mean I've learned over the years to just do it in a more easing way and not just as soon as I meet someone I want to know the energy and you know all of that yeah. I've kind of <laughs> learned over the years that it's okay not to not to know everyone's full story just know a little mm. bit and that's enough you know you don't need to go all out and also with myself and what I share and what I open myself out to because I don't I, I learned I didn't need to tell everyone everything you know I, I yeah. could just tell them bits of me and that's all they needed to know only my close circle of friends and those people that I want to keep around me can know the deep deepest depths of who I am so that's mm. also been a learning for me even though I am an extrovert I've had to learn and I've finally in a place where I'm an intro Introverted, I'm an extroverted introvert, if that makes sense, mm. where, you know, with the people, the right people, I'm, I'm able to obviously be open and all of that. But in like a first time meeting basis, I'm going to be reserved, but I will still show an interest in you and want to know yes. you as well. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I really love that. I, I think like you really touched on something so like important in yeah. terms of just, um, ensuring that you you know with who to to share certain details of mm. your life with because mm. that's so important I think like sometimes as people like um I know for me personally I, like I said I'm a 
an introvert, but yeah. when I do connect to people, like I am such an oversharer. I want <laughs> you to just know everything. Yeah. Okay, how I want to ask you actually on that on that subject, like how were you then? How were you able to kind of like almost define your circle, almost define um, the people that you are um, comfortable or trusting of certain parts of you that not everybody can see? Yeah, I think it's it's through the years of my low self-esteem. When, so when I had a low self-esteem in my teenage years, I wanted I had friends everywhere. I would meet you. We'd chat for 10 minutes. You're my friend. Next time I see you, you know, like we vibing. I'm telling you everything. And I think for me, it just fed off that, you know, like that connect connectivity like connection with people um that likeness from people because like i'd like to think of myself as a likable person i'm very warm welcoming so i would give so much of my energy out and i realized that it was not helping me at all i just didn't have a circle of people who i knew really really that i could trust and i could depend on and through the years of growing and learning who i am and not having to be defined by all these different voices that would say oh my gosh miranda's so cool um miranda's like this and then i would start using those words to define myself i had to go through a self journey of who i who am i you know who am i in christ what is my identity mm-hmm. what do i like what is my thoughts what am i saying um, am i trusting my decisions and i had to get to a point where i had to trust my own decisions and be able to be like i can hear my own voice and god's voice clearly mm-hmm. and know what i need to do and not have to feed off other people and when that mm-hmm. happened and i started obviously pulling a bit back and just going towards myself spending more time introspecting and my um blog was called introspected artistry um which basically Mm -hmm. means internal outside internalizing my thoughts myself and putting it out in an art form and i was doing it through blog posts and through fashion and pictures and all of that so as i did that and started moving away people started falling away and you know we started stopped like lost contact with them um there wasn't a need for us to have we didn't have anything in common you know you realize that actually we didn't have anything in common the only thing we have in common was that specific event we met at or that specific place and as that happened i really started seeing my true real circle and from someone who had a lot of friends i literally have about i've got about five friends i can count them mm. in one my one hand today so yeah i think that was very important for me to go through and even now i'm very careful not to like someone if i meet them and we gel really well and the conversation keeps going and we're consistent in communication i don't immediately jump to friendship i can say close acquaintanceship and you know it doesn't mean that i'm going to be closed off or be you know very um cold towards them but at the same time i need to protect my space i need to protect my Mm. my my you know my 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 mind my thoughts and all of that so yeah and just picking bits and pieces from from people you don't need to take everything you know you you can take what's going to be valuable to you and continue with that and if they say something that is different to who you are that is opposing to your opinions also learning to just respect that and learning to understand that it's not always going to be you know you're not always going to find like-minded people all the time some people are meant to be there to challenge your way of thinking or to to just show you a different perspective you know so yeah that's literally just how i've been i've been handling that situation Mm, wow that's that's beautiful i mean i was going to the next question i was going to ask you because i was very interested is how you um kind of overcame this you know having this low self-esteem but as you were talking i really loved how you mentioned identity Mm. i I love it i love it when people talk about identity it's like my thing i know (laughs) (laughs) 
and absolutely I'm not there it. yet. Okay, like I'm not there yet. I remember for a long time I was grappling with okay, the Bible says I am made in his image and, you know, my identity is in him. And I was like very confused by what the, that means. And I still mm. kind of have questions now, but I think I'm a bit more secure now and I'm a bit more grounded because for me, it was like, if my identity is, is in him and everything of mine is in him, then who am I outside mm. of that? Does, do I exist outside of that? Or is is my existence fully in that? And that's just something I need to like, Ex, 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 expect and understand and mm. you know so it has been quite the journey but I think God has just been so consistent and he's mm. remained so faithful and he's really showed me that no matter what happens I'm the one who moves away then more than anything he yes. remains consistent he stayed and for me that consistency in him and the things he's done in my life for me it shows okay cool you know what this this really does make sense to me like he he is who I am, you know, and mm. that I need to be very sure and solidify myself in that. And no matter what happens, even if I find myself in a tough situation, I mean, I know for a fact I'm someone who likes control and I'd like okay. to figure it out myself first. Like I want to figure it out myself first. And then, you know, last resort will be, okay, let's pray about it. But now I'm just like, God, okay, you've put me here. What do you want me to do? And it's, I've realized it's helped me relieve a lot of my own yeah. strength and my own anxiety and my own trying to have control and sometimes just letting go and letting God just works out because he mm -hmm. does it in his own way he orchestrates it the way that it's supposed to and yeah it's not easy letting go fully because like having to trust him and just being like okay cool do your thing um and just trusting that in that waiting or in that period of you not knowing what's going on, he's there and he's working no matter what the outcome is. Because at the, at the same time, if you really trust in God, you're trusting him fully, even with the outcome. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was that, that's still a journey. But for me, I think the more I've grown in, in my relationship with him, my friends also hold me accountable. Um, and, you know, I've got such a great support system. So no matter what happens, I always know that I can always, you know, have people to always point me back to what's most important or to what matters. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so important. I think, like, you know, your your identity, especially your identity in Christ, really forms the foundation for so many things that happen yes. in your life. Mm. You know, even the friendships that you build, how you are even able to, to handle the pressures of your career or whatnot, you know, mm. it's just so important to, to walk that journey. Yes. And I love how you use the word journey because um, I think sometimes we believe that we need to kind of get there, you know, mm. like healing is a destination. Success is a destination. Knowing our identity is a destination, but really yeah. it's a journey. It's mm. a journey. And it's, it's really, I don't want to say our responsibility, but it's our privilege to walk it. Yes. To walk this journey and to learn new things and to experience new things. And I yeah. absolutely love that you touched on that. Mm -hmm. um, I want you to tell us a little bit about your financial story. I think for me personally, when I was just kind of like thinking about this podcast yeah. and as a whole, this whole season, and I was like, you know, these, these are the type of women that I really want here. Mm. And I realized like, yo, nobody... Oh, let me not say anybody, but I think I, I realized for me, because these are the women that I'm learning from. I'm like, I'm not really learning from anybody who is um, going to help me grow financially or have a better understanding about yeah. my relationship with money. And um, 
that's when I really just started like seeking out women who are doing that. And I, I found your page on Instagram yeah. and I was just like, yes. And then I saw your YouTube and I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> this is what <laughs> <now> I need. <laughs> this is exactly what I need. And I, st- when I started doing my research, I realized that like, you know, as much as I'm going to put this podcast live for people to learn or to, um, you know, get new information this is really for me because I don't know anything much about finances yeah um I I would like to believe that I do and (laughs) like what you said with the control thing I think like I'm I do love a a certain level of control and I'm like as long as I did my time and then I've saved I have control over my finances like I got it you know but then I realized that like it could be not even mid-month like Mm. this second week of the month and I'm like what is happening oh I my need gosh the month to end. I need a <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, I totally I, get that yeah I want you to kind of tell us your personal financial story um I know you did kind of touch on it at the beginning like when you were looking seeking out people um that could probably help you but you know what really what is the, the... <laughs> what what started the journey is that what yes, you want? What, yes, yes. Okay. What so, started this journey? So as I mentioned, I started my first full-time job in 2016 um, and it wasn't paying that much, um, to be quite honest. My salary then is what I paid now for rent. Um, yeah. So when that started, I was like, okay, shoo. Like I was making some decisions, obviously based off I needed to be close to work. I had a car then. And, you know, I was just literally in the cycle of just living paycheck to paycheck I literally Mm. as soon as my money went in it was all gone and I didn't have anything else until the following month so I hated payday because I knew that it didn't make a difference in my life like I did not have any money and that went on for a little while and you know I joined I started a business um and it took marketing business and it it really did well I made some really good money but I had very bad money management skills and when I started that business I started with using a credit card I mentioned this quite a lot of times on my platform Mm -hmm. and um when I did that like I just didn't have money management and I would just I just if you ask me today what one thing can I point that I you know bought from that business or something that I can always point and say you know what through that experience this is what I got I don't have anything to show for it you know Mm -hmm. and it just got to a point where I was very sick and tired I was like no 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 this has to this has to be different this has to be better and I'm someone who's very goal driven so if I don't achieve something, I feel very, very low. I feel like such a big failure. And I mean, it's, it, you know, it, it doesn't really mean that, but because of the type of person I am towards myself, I can be very hard on myself. I was like, no, 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 man, we need to fix this act up. You need to do better. So I started doing research, um, researching about like how to fix your finances, you know, and what to do if you're finding yourself in a situation where you're living paycheck to paycheck. And I was just finding all this information about budgeting, about saving. And, you know, like I had saved um, already when I was younger. I remember when we were in school, my mom would give us pocket money for the week and we had to save 10% of that. So we could um, pay it over at church as part of the offering or the giving. So if we were given 20 rand, we had to save two rand of that from that week so that every Sunday we were able to give at Sunday school or whatever. So for me, mm-hmm. the concept of saving was something I, I, I knew I was really introduced from a very young age. So even though I was in that situation, I always made sure that I had a debit order to save. So I already had that habit in place. I just knew that mm-hmm. you don't spend absolutely everything that you earn. But there were certain parts that were missing. And as I was doing my research, I 
was finding, oh, okay, there's certain things about my, my personality and my behavior that Im- impact how I relate to money and how I handle money. And one thing that stood out for me was that I, based off my emotional low self-esteem years and healing, I realized that I was an emotional spender and eater. So if I'm very, like if my spirit is very low and I'm not feeling okay, and during that time I was working basically Monday to Sunday at that job, um, studying at the same time. So I was very in a very, very low, dark place in my life, um, even though I wasn't declared um, clinically depressed. But, I, you know, when I read about mm-hmm. depression and all that, I felt like that was all the emotions I was feeling. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I took out store clothing accounts and I would just drive to the mall and just spend money using store clothing accounts just to make myself self feel better. And it would release endorphins. I'll feel happy. But then when month end comes and I have to pay for these store clothing accounts, I'm back at square one again and I'm down. And I was just like, I'm sick and tired of living this cycle I have to do better and Mm. I started doing a budget and I started being consistent with the budget and as I said I'm an achiever by nature so as uh, when I started achieving certain things in my budget and started doing certain things you know I felt happier I felt excited to do it and it just built up that that um that habit for me and because I had already identified that you know you're an emotional eater and emotional spender I joined the gym cleaned up my eating, was more healthy, made better healthy choices for my health. Um, and mm. I started feeling better. I started feeling lighter. And as I was working through my finances as well, those two were working hand in hand. And I was able to identify, okay, this is my trigger, my emotional trigger. And normally when mm. I feel like this emotionally, I'd want to spend money. So I started having to put in place certain things that would prohibit me from doing what I used to do. So I don't go back to that cycle again. Mm. And yeah, it was just that. And I became consistent and I see six months later I've paid off my clothing accounts and you know six months later I'm now saving more money I'm now aware of what where my money is going I'm now looking at investing I'm now like you know and I'm now sharing with with people on my YouTube channel that hey guys this is what I do and this is what I did and this is how I got out of that and a lot of people are coming back and finding value from what I shared and you know Mm -hmm. it just made me feel like I was doing something right, you know, mm. I was, I was, I was serving a purpose and I was having a conversation with my friend the other day about this whole journey. And I was just like, friend, like it's, 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 it's really difficult to be putting yourself out there vulnerable, especially when you're speaking about finances, because it's such mm. a touchy subject. And for me, she, she responded and said, your obedience to this purpose is someone else's breakthrough. When you are disobedient yeah. to this purpose, someone else is not getting the financial breakthrough by you not sharing something important. Someone else is not getting that information. So you need to do what you need to do. You need to fully serve and live in this purpose so that someone else out there is 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 getting help. And it's I, I realized that it was not actually about me anymore. It mm. was about the information I'm sending out. It's, it was about the value that I'm giving. And it was about the, my audience and everything mm. I do now is about my audience. How can I make my my content better how can i add more value to their lives how can i make sure that i'm giving them what they need and through me doing that i'm also learning myself and i'm finding things that oh wow if i try this i try that let me try this let me try that once i've tried it let me tell them you know what i've done to make their lives easier so Mm -hmm. for me it really brought out that purpose of serving and it brought out that it's not about you. It's about you being obedient in this season of your yes. life and doing this so you can help other people, which is something I really like. And I've always heard people say, I want to help people. 
And I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But help people with what? Do what? Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, I feel like this is the answering of do what? I want to help people be more confident in making financial decisions without anyone helping them to do them. But you know, for them doing it themselves. I want them to trust their own voice um, through education and being more informed. So when they make those decisions, they are sure of what they've done and they are able to retrace their steps should they have made a mistake or if there's something they need to learn, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm just very passionate about this about this journey and me sharing this information. And I just think we need to really have more money conversations because if mm-hmm. we don't talk about it, we don't know what to fix. Yes, yes. Yeah, I find it very interesting that, you know, you're talking about your purpose, you're talking about really thriving, you're also talking about you've gone into a place where it's about the value and mm. um, what you can input in others. And But I really love how you took us through that process because you really mentioned how it was a lot of inner work first. Yeah. Like you didn't get up one morning and was like, you know what? I'm going to be a financial enthusiast. Like <laughs> it had to start. Yeah. It had to start internally you mentioned even like identifying your triggers identifying Mm -hmm. the roots and I think that is like huge that is huge and I mean for anybody who's listening to this and has um you know issues in 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 by with their finances would you say that the first thing to do is to probably look at their triggers look at the inner inner work Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think, I think um, in my content, I, show, I share around four pillars. Um, yes. And that's just been how I've simplified this because there's so much financial education information out there that can, it can be very overwhelming, especially for someone who's a beginner. And when mm-hmm. I was going through this, I was like, okay, how can I make this easy for myself and easy for someone so I can teach someone so they can replicate the process and get similar results, if not better results. And when I was doing like this and I was going through my own journey, I realized, you know what, it starts with the budget. And in the budget, it's where that's the foundation in the budget is where you define if you have a spending problem or you have an income problem in the budget is where you sort of you are honest with yourself that the budget for me is like where is your repentance sheet, you know, where you go and you're like, (laughs) dear Lord, I have sinned. These are my sins and this is what's going on. And you have to be very honest and vulnerable when you're doing your budget. I know a lot of people say they are overwhelmed and scared because they know that they are over indebted and they have so much debt that they just know that it's useless to do a budget because, you know, um, that's just it. They, all their money goes towards debt. And I'm like, sure, but do you, do you physically see that? Or is that just something that is happening and you have no control over that? And today I was speaking mm-hmm. to someone in my DMs and they were sharing with me that they, you know, they don't know what to do. They don't know whether to save and invest at the same time. What should they do? And I was like to them, it goes back to the budget. What is your budget saying? Um, yeah. Is your budget showing you that you actually need to have more income so that you don't use debt to fund your 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 lifestyle um because there are some people who who they they expenses are over they, they income and they go and use a credit card to, to just make it till the end of the month. How do you fix that? And we were going through certain pointers and I was just sharing with them. First point is to, if it is an income problem, or an expense problem, or if it's both problems, then you need to be honest with yourself and look and see what can you cut back. Um, yeah. Do you need to cut back on 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 um, eating out? 
you know, cook, buy groceries and cook at home for the next six months. And whatever you were going to spend on eating out, maybe put it towards saving and paying off debt and see if that won't make a difference. If you won't mm -hmm. feel a bit better and more, more lighter, because remember, when people are over indebted and they're stressed about money, it can impact a lot of their lives and a lot of mm -hmm. other aspects, especially mental health as well. Some people are very depressed and they even physically sick because of debts and because of money issues so you know money i feel like is is the root of a lot of things and when people um talk about having a lot of money and they like money is not everything and i'm like sure yes but money gives you options money makes you sleep yeah. better at night knowing that you are well taken care of and you have a plan especially with what's happening in the world right now mm -hmm. people are losing their income you know do you have a plan when that happens so for me the budget is the first place that's where you identify as i said the triggers that's where you identify if it's an income problem if it's a spending problem or if it's just you know you're not allocating your money in the best way because sometimes you are earning well but your choices and how you spend that money or how you allocate that money isn't in the best way that suits you or that is beneficial to you so having a budget really points all those things out and you know you can go through and and look at all those things and that's something i'm going to start offering i'm going to be launching um, a, a, a financial coaching program that is going to help people through with these four financial pillars because a lot of the times people know what to do but they need someone to help them with the yes. process they need someone to hold their hand and be like okay step one this is where we are we need to get to step five this is what we're going to do to get there you know they just need that extra accountability partner so then my second thing is saving um, I mean, sorry, debt, debt repayment. So that's my second pillar. So from the budget, you are then paying off debt. And why I mentioned paying off debt as something that's very important, especially with what's currently happening now with the repo rate dropping, um, credit being more appealing and affordable to people. Um, I think this is the best time to get out of debt, if anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know a lot of people are like, you know, paying off debt isn't all that, but I really disagree with that with that notion because if you don't have debt to worry about or i read a post the other day that said if people glorify certain types of debt like property debts and debt to start a business or whatever if you were to ask that person would they rather or would they opt to have that that monthly payment or not yeah. they'd probably say they wouldn't opt for it meaning yeah. debt isn't an option that people are wanting to do people don't just wake up and say i want to get into debt they get into debt because of mm -hmm. certain situations so if that's already something then getting out of debt is the best thing because i mean interest rate for debt is high i mean you paying on a credit card i think the most you're going to pay is like a, above 20 something percent so you really want to get that out the way so that you can save and start building wealth which is my three and four three is saving and number four is investing building wealth and I put investing at the end because I want to take I want us to take care of the first three very important things get into the habit of budgeting get into the habit of paying off debt and saving so that when you're building wealth you're well taken care of you have an emergency fund should anything happen you're not going back and starting debt again you've got something to fall back on and you can mm -hmm. focus on building wealth and leaving something that is generational for your kids mm -hmm. or your family or something like that that's gonna be for the long run you know but we have yeah. to to start from the foundation we have to start from the basics and go through the process like, like how it should be followed mm -hmm. yeah i love how you you have really just you created a system really yeah. and i think as you were talking i was also thinking to myself like i'm pretty good at saving but i don't think i can save effectively if i haven't budgeted like if i don't have a budget yes you know mm. it, it just it really does define the, the purpose if i have not started from the ground up, if I have not 
um, started with the foundation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those four pillars are absolutely amazing. Can you please repeat them again for anybody who's listening? So, so four, four pillars is budgeting, mm-hmm. debt repayment, saving, and investing wealth building or in wealth building. So, investing is investing or wealth building purposes. So, budgeting. Budgeting is your pillar, your 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 foundation, because from mm-hmm. your budget you can allocate money to pay off debt, which is step two. From your budget you can allocate money to save, which is step three, mm-hmm. and from your budget you can allocate money to invest, which is step four. So see why budgeting is very important. And I always say this even on my channel. I will preach budget budgeting until I turn blue because budgeting <laughs> really helped me get out of where I was. It really mm-hmm. it was like that aha moment. You know when you get that light bulb you know in the cartoons when they get an idea and there's a light bulb that flickers above their head that was me and when i got into the systematic habit of doing a budget monthly i literally go crazy if i haven't done my budget because i freak out that i'm gonna do something wrong even though i'm very well disciplined i've got a habit i i know my budget back to forth now like back to front from my head but i need Mm -hmm. to do it i need to sit down allocate money to do my budget and I know a lot of people are like, okay, I've done my budget. That's it. No, you don't just do your budget mm-hmm. and that's it because there's many things that happen during the month. Hey, you spend yes. that money that you've allocated for the budget. So you need to go in your budget and say, this is how much I plan to spend. This is how much I actually spent. So that at the end of the month, you have a, a report card where you can evaluate your spending. How did you spend? Did you stick to your budget? Did you over budget? When you're planning for next month, you have things that you can look out for and be like, okay, you know, this has happened. This has changed. Is this a recurring? thing so do i need to change my budgets going forward or was this a once-off thing and if you don't Mm -hmm. update your budget and have it updated so that at the end of the month you can sit down and really like go through certain things um almost have like a a, my budget is also almost like my spending diary where you know i can identify oh i overspent here what happened why did i overspend um you know so i can hold myself accountable as well not just be like oh i overspent in that oops sorry and then move on because What's going to happen is next month I'll overspend again and Mm -hmm. and again, and it's going to be a ripple effect and I'll undo all the work that I've done. And it's very hard to get back to that habit of being consistent again when you are lenient on yourself. That's why I say Mm -hmm. I'm very strict on my budget, very, very strict um, on my budget and with my budget. And yeah, and it's just very important. And it's also very important because I know when you mention budgeting, people think restriction, they think rules, they think it's not fun. But really my budget consists of taking care of my housing taking care of my car taking care of myself self-care um mm-hmm. things that i enjoy i love makeup i love looking good i love doing my hair i love doing my nails so i have mm-hmm. money set for those things it doesn't mean that now i need to deprive myself of that no but yes. it means i have to take care of what's important first and myself mm-hmm. as well and 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 plan for that for that expenditure i, I, I don't just do it just J. Mm-hmm. I plan for it and I know okay next <laughs> month I want to do this you know and 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 something I, I've, I've planned for something I'm comfortable with doing it fits in my budget I'm a happy girl you know so yeah. um, your budget is is like your diary it's personal yes. it's for you and it's really there to help you more than anything mm-hmm. yeah and I think that that discipline is also very important yeah you know that you were just mentioning um I want to quickly touch on um investing Um, let's say somebody you know they did their budget they've paid off their debt they've saved and now it's like where do I invest I like I don't have enough money to buy a house I can't invest in property but (laughs) where am I going to yes so for me I when I was starting to invest I was like I have as you're asking I have no 
like I have no idea where to start one two I have no idea if not I'm, I'm gonna be making the right decision like I really don't mm. know if what I'm doing is the right thing and all of that and I had to sit down and work on an investment plan and my investment plan is very simple as I said I really my slogan is make sense of your finances making sense of your finances is the best thing you'll ever do have find a concept understand it and just make it yeah. make it make sense for you so my budgeting um, I mean my investment plan is one I understand what the objective is for that for that investment is it a long term mm -hmm. is it a short term is it a midterm what do I aim to achieve from it um, am I wanting to just get maybe monthly payments yearly returns so that when I'm looking for an investment option I'm looking for something that's going to fall within my investment plan the third thing is when when I decide okay cool what wh how much am I going to invest and as a beginner mm -hmm. I always say for beginners never invest money that you're not willing to lose because invest Investing is a risk. There's risk attached yeah. to investing. When you start mentioning investing, you're touching risk. And there's different levels to risk. There's low, medium, and high risk. But you need to just be sure that the, whatever money you are investing, you are comfortable. If you were to lose all that money, it, you wouldn't cry over it. You know, So you are managing your risk there. Then the fourth thing is, okay, now you're finding investment, investment products. Um, for me, I always say keep it simple. Find a product that is going to be suitable to you as a beginner. That's going to make sense to you. So if you are going to be buying shares, for example, don't just buy shares because someone else next to you is buying the share, but do your research on that company. Find out what they do. How do they make their money? You know, dig a bit, uh, a bit deeper. And that's why I say investing is the last part because it's going to require a lot of applications. It's going to require a lot mm -hmm. of your time. It's going to require a lot of, you know, thinking and learning from your part so you understand. You don't need to be the best guru, but at least understand if someone asks you, hey, why did you buy that share? You can give them a background of this is what the company does this is how they make their money this is how they pay us as investors you know you want to mm -hmm. also want to know how you're going to be receiving this money from the operations what do they do how do they pay back to the investors um this is how i'm going to get my money back and this is how this um, investment has performed over the years and this is the projection going forward um, that this is what I'm going to be getting in the next four, five, ten years, depending on your investment plan and objective for that investment. Um, and, you know, if there's something that, for example, property, there's many different ways to invest in property without actually owning the property and getting mm -hmm. uh, going to get a home loan. You know, there's rates, there's different um, property investment platforms that allow you to invest as if you're buying a share and getting monthly um, yearly returns from that property so there's there's a lot of different ways that you can invest my best way is is um etfs because and it, what an etf is it's a basket of many different shares that have the same common purpose and mm -hmm. for example if we're talking property a property etf would be all companies that have to relate with property so property management companies property investment companies and why i like an etf is that it's very low cost so it's got very low fees attached to it so whatever you're going to be getting back you won't be paying a lot of fees for that specific investment one and two i like that it's a diversification so if you are a beginner and you're buying this property etf bundle 
you are investing in all these little, let's say in this bundle, there's 10 companies and all of these, these 10 companies have got a different share amongst them, depending on how they're performing and whatever. So when you invest in this property ETF, you're investing in all these 10 little different companies and based on the mm-hmm. performance of the companies, they weight each other out. So one, so five, let's say from these companies will be doing quite badly and other five will be doing real well, which at the end of the day balances everything out and you end up getting a positive return. Of course, this is not guaranteed, but with mm-hmm. ETFs, it's much, much better. And that's just the best, a best way of managing your risk that way. So, yeah, I mean, investing is very complex. We, we'd have, we'd need to do a whole, 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 whole podcast um, <laughs> episode on just purely investing. But for me, I literally went through what is my investment plan? Is this midterm, long-term, um, short-term? Uh, what is my risk? How much money am I willing to put in this? And then I go and find products to fit in that because I already have a plan, hey? So I'm not just going mm-hmm. finding products. I have a plan for the products. When I find a product that fits my plan, then I start doing more research and digging more into it and just understanding better for myself. So before I put my money in something, because remember, this is your hard-earned money. You don't want to just yeah. throw it anywhere. You want to make sure that you're putting it somewhere where you're going to get a return at the end of the day. Mm. Oh, Wow. Thank you for that. That is so, I mean, I don't know. I, oh my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually speechless because my coach always says, um, you know, there's so, when there's value in something, mm-hmm. um, well, she doesn't say it in so many words, but she usually says like, sometimes like the value of content should be charged for. And like this, this is good content, girl. Like, <laughs> It should not be free. (laughs) I was just thinking like, okay, am I allowed to like, you know, publish this podcast. Go ahead. Um, Yeah, as I said, I I have been working on a program and basically Mm -hmm. what my program is going to do, as I said, the slogan is making sense of your finances and it's literally just going to take people through everything that I have learned, research that I have done and just helping people apply it to their finances. So, at the end of the day, I want people to do it without me, without having to message yes. you know, or reach out to a financial advisor or financial planner. But when they are reaching out to those professionals, they are so well informed that they're asking the right questions. They're getting the right yeah. product. No, because uh, when we're speaking personal finance, we're also talking personal finance products and services, you know, so when you're looking for those products and services, are they going to be valuable to you and your finances and what you want to achieve and your goals? And that's why I said personal finance, because it's very personal to each and every person. The Mm -hmm. principles, rules of money never change. The implementation of them change. And that's what I want to achieve with my with my with my course. I want people to walk away feeling empowered, feeling more refreshed, feeling like they have you know, something to look back at, um, that step-by-step plan to help them be like, I'm now at step five, I want to get to step 10. How do I get there? And they'll mm. be able to do it effectively without my help or holding their hand anymore. And that's mm. what we need, we need more um, and well-informed people because, uh, you know, I found that m- like lack of education can lead to a lot of financial mistakes, lots mm-hmm. and lots of financial mistakes that can take years to, to recover from or years to change. So let's change it now so that when our kids are born and, you know, we're teaching our siblings or our families, we are able to change the rules of money, the habits of money in our communities, in our households, yes. um, in our friendships. You know, you know, you don't have to be the best financial guru. I'm not one personally. I've just learned everything myself and I've been able to implement it and it's worked for me. And I want to share that with people. But 
you know, you don't have to be a Miranda who's going to do a program, but I want you to walk away from the program feeling like you know exactly what you, you, you can do and you are confident to start those conversations with your friends. You know, when you're sitting yes. around the table having dinner with friends, do you guys ever share, oh my gosh, you know, um, what retirement options are out there? I mean, I'm thinking of changing my mm. retirement. Oh, you know, I'd be able, medical aid. Oh my gosh, my medical aid has now changed. My gap covers, whatever, whatever. You know, having those discussions for everyday finances and that is my main aim. If I can help at least five people make sense of their finances and they can help five people in the communities, my purpose will be served. I'll be a happy girl. I love I love how your 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 um program is really aimed at equipping people. It's not yeah. just like a hey, step one, step two, but it's really um going to equip people. Where can people find you on social media? So on Instagram, I am at it's Miranda Lamini. On YouTube, I am Miranda Lamini. And on Facebook, I have a Facebook group, a page. It's Miranda Lamini. So those are the three platforms that I am active on. Okay, awesome. I will also share that in the description of the podcast. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us today. I have one last question for you sure. before we wrap it up. Um, what would you say to your younger self? What would you say to younger Miranda? Oh, wow. I wrote a post about this a while ago. And, you know, the first thing that comes up is, girl, you know, you, you are capable. Um, you don't need mm-hmm. to doubt yourself. You don't need validation from anyone else. Um, God sees you. He knows you by name. And you matter. You know, you don't, you don't mm-hmm. need to put yourself down and be so hard on yourself. You're doing the best that you can. Um, and, you know, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of where you are. Yeah. I'm so proud of the things that you've done. I'm so proud of the things that you've achieved. And um, everything that is happening is for your good, um, even though it may not seem like that, even though it may seem very difficult and overwhelming, but God has a plan for you. And literally, yeah. you are right where you need to be. Your life yeah. is planned and orchestrated by him. And you just need to listen to his voice. You just need to trust yourself more. And all the answers that you need are within you and you don't, you don't, you don't like, you don't need outside validation. Like I really wish I could just be like, you're beautiful. You're strong. I just want to say that to her. And I would literally just yeah. say to her, like, you are enough. You are, mm. you are ordained and you are chosen by him. He sees you. He loves you and you're doing great. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you would like to stay in contact with Miranda Lamini, do follow her on the mentioned social media platforms or visit her link tree at linktr.ee forward slash it's Miranda Lamini. Don't forget to follow us as well on Instagram at she knows underscore the podcast.